Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Passionate, patriotic, a little bit pugilistic, and always professional. Hear what Roy Green has to say on the Chorus Radio Network. I'd worked with, uh, I had an opportunity to work with Brian Palliser, uh, the premier beforehand uh, as a federal MP, and I'd worked with the leader of the PC party, who I worked with for 10 years too, and I'd worked with all the provincial leaders uh, to try to sidestep the federal government, but ultimately, we are... As Brian Jean, as he uh, appeared on this program earlier today, one of the leadership candidates for the... uh, United Conservative Party of Alberta, and uh, it's very interesting to hear what Mr. Gene had to say. His focus obviously is going to be Alberta, but he hasn't lost sight of the uh, of the issues that are going to confront the province and confront the party if he's if he's elected premier, as far as Ottawa is concerned. And uh, mentioned Brian Pallister to him, and the Manitoba premiers move on the carbon tax. Anyway, we're just waiting for something to happen here, and it's not happening. Let me say hello to John Hempe, who's a chorus radio reporter in Alberta, with uh, actually with News Talk 770 in Calgary, but covering the leadership race for the United Conservative Party. How are you, John? I'm good, Roy. How are you? I'm great. Good to talk to you. It's been a while. It has. It has. Let me introduce you to at least two of the three beauties. We continue to try to get... Uh, Get Catherine up, and I, I know where she is. She's at the, the number I gave you. Uh, Linda Leatherdale, what do you do for a living? What do I do? Yeah, what do you do? Well, I still think I'm a great journalist, and I still fight back for the little guy, but I am a VP of Marketing and Business Development for Cambria. It's a dirty question to ask, isn't it? That's <laughs> awful. What do you do for a living? I'm a politician. That's the only worst answer. Question to ask. <laughs> what do you do? I'm in politics. Oh, my God. Oh, sorry, Michelle. I'm out of politics, Roy. <laughs> I'm an advocate for everyone, and I'm nonpartisan. I know. Michelle Simpson, former Liberal Member of Parliament, and seatmate to Justin Trudeau, and I managed to shove him not only one foot, but both feet in simultaneously. And, Catherine, the scary thing is they fit. <laughs> I hate to say it, Roy, but I'm not shocked. You're not shocked. But, you know, I was, it's interesting, because I, I, listening to Linda and, and uh, Michelle, we used to have so much in common. Because, yeah, we're nonpartisan. We're, we're in favor of good policies, yeah. good government stuff that benefits, basically, the average Canadian. And to my mind, I, I saw some tweets today about Brad Wall, and I love Brad Wall to death. I, you know, I actively was working with him when I was at CFIB and so on and so forth, and you know, I thought to myself, there's a person that actually worked hard for the average Canadian, in his case, Saskatchewan, but still, sensible policies, instead of pursuing some political agenda 
that he personally believed in. Yeah. Is it so much to ask yeah. that our politicians actually look at common sense things that help the vast majority of the population instead of some nut bar political agenda that t- tends yeah. usually, Catherine. well, pretty much always, to benefit a little tiny minority and hurt most people. Catherine, so much now, hold on, hold on. Catherine, can I get back to John Hempy? <laughs> he has things to do. He's covering the uh, the leadership race for the United Conservative Party. He can't hang around here all day. <laughs> well, let's go then. Hey, okay. John, what... <laughs> We like to have fun, John. That's what we do on this on this segment. I love that you have fun. Yeah. So what can you tell us about the most likely scenario? What's developing? What's the latest news on the leadership race? Just hours before we find out who, in fact, will be the leader. Yeah, I mean, we're two and a half hours or less than two and a half hours away from voting closing. And actually, probably three hours from now, we'll know who the new leader is. Um, you know, I think this was an interesting commentary that I had heard in the last 24 hours, which was, um, you know, in the, yesterday, one of the big news stories that was kind of trending out of this whole leadership vote was uh, Doug Schweitzer, Calgary lawyer, who's uh, also running for the leadership, Brian Jean running for leadership, both kind of raised red flags saying, oh, there's some, there's some stuff going on with the voting system. You heard nothing coming out of the Kenny campaign except for the fact that basically we have no concerns. And somebody, you know, I, it was a poli-side voice somewhere along the way in the last 24 hours that said, when you're the front runner, you don't look at those things. When you're not the front runner, those are the things that you try and throw red flags up about. And conventional wisdom, I think, for a lot of people says, um, I think there would be a lot of surprise people in Alberta if Jason Kenney is not, you know, crowned the first leader of this party by, by the end of the day today. Um, and I think that's, that's a thing to think about here is, as we're kind of marching towards this is that I think that's the conventional wisdom. Whether that comes to pass, I mean, it's all up to the votes, and conventional wisdom has been wrong before. Let me ask Michelle Simpson how that will play in Ottawa with the current federal liberal government and with the NDP. You were in, uh, you had a, a seat in Parliament at the time. Uh, Jason Kenney, I believe, was would have been the immigration minister, correct? Yeah. So, and I don't, I really don't think it's going to play out well with Jason Kenney at the, you know, if he leads the party. Because he's very hard-nosed, and he takes no prisoners. So, I, I, you know, I'm not optimistic, but that's, you know, that's up to... But is that, Michelle, is that a good thing coming, you know, you're in opposition, you're opposing the liberal government, if you become the leader of the UCP, you're going to be opposing Rachel Notley and the NDP, but you're also going to be taking on Trudeau. So you'd want somebody who's going to be a little antagonistic, no? I don't think he's afraid to do that. Hmm? I don't think he's afraid to do that, Roy. Okay. So is that that good or bad? Well, it can be bad because I've always believed, I'm one of the few that believe that being in opposition doesn't mean you oppose good legislation because good ideas come from all parties. Now, for some people in government, that would be a revelation. Oh, well, yeah. they hate it. <laughs> yeah, they do. Uh, Linda, what's what's your feeling about... Well, uh, i got to say, let's go back to the rebel tax crusading days. That's where I started, was with Jason Kenney when he was with the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And I have to say... You're not supposed great, to play favorites. 
Pardon? You're not supposed to play favorites. I'm not playing favorites. Oh, okay. I'm going to say there's great candidates coming, and I listened checking. to your interview today um, with one of the hopefuls. Um, but I will say I love what I'm hearing, that Alberta needs to stand up and fight back. And I agree that the equalization payment system is unfair to Alberta right now. And I think that in a lot of ways we should be appreciating this province. I think Jason Kenney would shine, and he would definitely take on that role. But then having said that, the others... Um, particularly your guest earlier. Brian Jean. Brian Mr. Schweitzer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, no, I, I know I just got one of those Linda looks when I said that on the free, not supposed to look at it. I didn't see her, but I could see the Linda look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one of those. I got well, one of those. I think Jason's the right through the phone lines. Okay, Swifty, what do you say? Well, I like Jason a lot. I know Brian Jean, too. And Brian Jean is a very decent human being, um, I have a lot of a lot of time for so again to be fair I don't know the third candidate so I'll you know profess that but I think most people realize it's between Kenny and and Brian Jean and I also yeah. listened to your interview with him earlier but I know Jason quite well too and I think he's one of the guys that's in politics for the right reasons he I think tries and maybe not always succeeds but tries to do stuff that benefits the majority of people and um and he's he's worked hard he's been a he's been one of those guys who's been in politics for a long time he's not that old but he was in it pretty young mm-hmm. but uh, i i frankly think he given his experience primarily because he's had some pretty sophisticated experience in cabinet uh at the federal level i think he's going to be great for alberta all the polls show that they're going to trounce the NDP, but hey, that election's a while away, so anything can happen. But I'm, I, I personally would think Jason would make a wonderful leader for the UCP. All right, so John, you say it'll be a surprise to people everywhere if it's not Jason Kenny later? Yeah, I, you, you know, from the things I've seen so far, I would contend that, and, and primarily because the Kenny machine as well, and, and this campaign is a machine. Um, you know, their ability to mobilize, get out the vote. I mean, you had you had M- MLAs who are on his side tweeting this is the preferential ballot. Uh, I've marked my ballot, number one, Jason Kenney. I haven't put down a two or a three. Hmm. That's the a level of confidence that machine has going into this weekend. And what's going to be the role for uh, Brian Jean or um, uh, Mr. Schweitzer on, uh, in the UCP? But if it were to be led by Jason Kenney, what's their role going to be? Well, there's been a lot of kumbaya in the last week, especially in the last week and a half, two weeks, where it's been, oh, we'll all work together. Everybody's going to kind of put their, you know, put everything behind them. We'll move forward together. But I'll tell you, I mean, you know, we've we've watched politics play on this country before. People say things, and then people don't do things. If you go back to the PC leadership, um, you know, uh, convention here in Alberta, Richard Starkey, Dr. Richard Starkey. I was one of the candidates running against Jason Kenney for that leadership. And, you know, and, and again, there was this whole kumbaya thing that was kind of happening there where you know, everybody's going to move forward. Well, as everybody moved forward to the UCP, Starkey said, uh, actually, I'm going to hang back here. I'm not joining you guys. I'm just going to stay as an independent, uh, progressive, conservative mm. and, and, and say la vie. So, I mean, you know, it's everybody's saying the right things right now. Come Monday. That's where all the questions start to creep up as to yeah. who goes where and, and who sits in which seat. All right. John, thank you so much for the time. Hey, thanks, Roy. John Hempe, Chorus Radio Reporter. Uh, he's out of Newstalk 770 in Calgary, but reporting for Chorus Radio Alberta. We're going to take a break. When we come back, there's some other issues we want to get at with Linda Levidale, Michelle Simpson, Catherine Swift. They're the beauties. I am El Bisto. El Bisto.
Did I say that? God. We'll come right back. Taking on the Titans. Standing up for the little guy. It's the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Sometime this weekend, go to workingcanadians.ca, workingcanadians.ca, and connect with what Catherine Swift is up to these days, former CEO and president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, now workingcanadians.ca. We ought to do a show just on workingcanadians.ca um, in, in a couple of weeks. I won't argue with that. I think it would be a good idea. <laughs> I won't argue with that. I right? think it would be a great idea. Michelle Simpson, former liberal member of parliament, is now a... I, I think that you are an objective, thoughtful commentator. Thank you, Roy. You really are. You give us. That's a great compliment. Well, you are, and there's totally nonpartisan. People ask me, how can she be no so nonpartisan when she was a liberal and she sat with Trudeau? I said, well, that's why. <laughs> well. I remind them of what I remind them of what you did. With the expense um, payments being posted online, and we talked about that in yeah. detail last week. And Linda Leatherdale, former money editor of the Toronto Sun, that's when I got to know Linda, and we worked on many projects together. We were at a taxpayers' uh, meeting, I guess it was a taxpayers' revolt in Brent, Brentford, Ontario, <laughs> and we chased an, an MPP right out of the building. <laughs> I remember that? I remember that, but I, I also remember <laughs> Hamilton, where the oh, yeah. days of action, recall, Roy, yeah. and yeah, I, I got had the to police be car. out in a cop car. That's right. We were leaving the broadcast uh, center in uh, right downtown, Cops Coliseum, and all the union guys were milling around still, and so Linda and I walked out. Linda was well-known, and I heard somebody say, there's that <clears throat> Leatherdale. And uh, they started walking toward us, and they all knew me as well. So I said, Linda, you see that police car over there? Keep your eyes on it and walk straight at it. <laughs> and I hung back about a step or two, and uh, when we got to the police car, I said, would you mind taking us to CHML, our radio station in Hamilton? He said, get in. We got out. So wow. it was. It was. It, we've had some Good interesting times. Oh, yeah. We have, yeah. And with Catherine blowing a mic in the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the spot where well, she was actually, sitting. One of my favorite times, Roy, was with one of your buddies, Denis Coderre, the mayor of Montreal. Yes. And he was, it's, it, for all the times, and there were many, that I testified in front of parliamentary committees in Ottawa, it was the only time that I almost came to blows with a member of parliament, and it was Denis Coderre. He was so ticked off at what I said, he was coming, literally coming around the table physically to come at me. Denny Kader. Denny Kader, the mayor oh, yeah. of Montreal. He is a temper. When he, oh, he's a big temper. Yeah. I got to tell you though, you know what? He's bigger than me, but I was ready. I was ready to go. <laughs> well, he's certainly he's certainly more round than you are. He's rounder, first. You could stick a carrot. You could you could stick it. I'm quicker. Yeah, I you think could, I could have taken him. You could. I'm sure you could. <laughs> you could stick a carrot in a nostril and put a couple of raisins in his eyeballs and. You'd have a snowman waiting for winter. Oh, gosh. Anyway, that was a notable experience. 
for me. <laughs> well, I remember you in I remember you in the studio when you blew that microphone. I blew the mic. Yep, I did. And it was the president of the Ontario Federation of Labor. Ontario Federation of Labor. Who absolutely. was the was the subject of your affection? <laughs> and I and was I, the subject of his. And I had no idea what was going on. It was a long-standing issue between the two. Yeah, it was. And he brought it up, and the next thing I know, Catherine's halfway across the table, and the microphone's begging for help. <laughs> Good. Yeah, sorry for the, sorry for the mic. I know yes. you had to replace it. It probably cost a lot of money. Cost me five thousand bucks. It didn't cost you personally, Roy. It didn't. I hope not. Oh, I thought it did. I hope not. <laughs> yeah. Hey, as we as we come to the end of our uh, of our reminiscence and our fun <laughs> segment here on BNB, Stephen Harper uh, ripped the Trudeau government in in a letter to clients. It's made a lot of headlines and it's been criticized. By by the liberals is, and I'm not surprised that they they did criticize. Uh, did Mr. Harper step across the line? Yes or yes or no? We have about two minutes, Linda. You know, I don't think so. Um, you know, it, it's surprising we haven't heard anything from him, and I will see him on Tuesday at an event that he's going to be at. Um, but I think it was fair to make comment that you know this is an important important issue, and. Um, Quite honestly, I don't think that the negotiations are going well. So it's interesting. Um, did he cross the line? I just think it, what had to be said had to be said. Michelle? Generally, a former prime minister doesn't criticize a sitting prime minister. But in this case, um, there is a lot at stake. And so I think he's in Entitled to his opinion. Publicly, or semi-publicly. Yeah. Yeah, because what he said was, was the Liberals essentially, or at least partially, was the, the Liberals were focusing on social issues and progressive issues when they should have been focusing on trade, and they, they, they sidled up to the Mexican uh, government when they should have been standing, uh, well, Canada should have been standing its own ground or more close to the United States. Catherine, you've been involved in these things. You were, oh, you, yeah. were you were there for the, for the original time, NAFTA. Well, I'm kind of conflicted on this because I agree with what Michelle said. I, I actually don't think sitting or former uh, heads of state should comment on sitting heads of state in general as a principle. Yeah. However, when I looked at the comments, I couldn't disagree with the substance of it. I mean, to talk about stupid stuff, like you've got somebody like Jerry Diaz, the head of Unifor, who knows squat about trade. You've got him on your negotiating team? Come on. Yeah. Uh, you know, so and talking about things like, oh, you know, they, they should affect, they should have labor laws changed in the United States as part of NAFTA. This kind of garbage, it, it's just stupid, frankly. Okay, beauty. the domestic audience. Got to go? So, yeah, anyway. I'm conflicted. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, as always, and we'll talk to you next Saturday. For sure. Catherine, Michelle, and Linda, they're the beauties, and this is Beauties and the Beast, so you can put the rest of it together. We're back in a minute, tell you a little bit about tomorrow's show. Stick around, please. <laughs>